treasure. That is what you are. Welcome everyone to Antonio Conte's favorite football podcast, the OnlyFans football podcast. On this week's episode, Cran gives a detailed account of his trip to Rome. We discuss our ever-growing hatred for Norwich. We discuss the current cult hero status of Aaron Ramsdale. We chat about the deliciousness that is the AC Milan awake and adds he dissects the correlation between Buffalo hot sauce and curing COVID. We hope you enjoyed the podcast wherever you're listening. And be sure to follow our Instagram, Spotify, YouTube and Twitter. Take it easy. I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Benico Giancopoulos. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello everyone and welcome to episode... 13 of the only fans football podcast the jose Mourinho, named jose for us Mourinho. named after the goat himself for obvious reasons you know i'm just mm-hmm. back from rome i'm feeling refreshed i'm feeling like i experienced something beautiful as you know did you see the the video of Mourinho the weekend um there was like a tackle in the midfield and the referee gave a foul against him, and he just started running towards the bench. It's like, what the fuck are you running to? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home, Cran. Welcome back from Rome. How are you feeling? Welcome home from Rome. That was nice, little Ron. <laughs> I had it written down. I had it written down. <laughs> I'm feeling great. Honestly, this has been the 10, the 10 busiest days of my life, these last 10 days. Even now, when we're talking about the football later on, I I have a breeze, a bit of a breeze because I watched through the highlights and all today, but it's just been flat out. And the only football I really watched has been Italian football, which is gas. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll ask you how your week it was first. I want to hear. I want to hear about your week. Yeah, so my week crown has been like the, couldn't be more opposite to yours because um, the day before you went to Roma, we took a trip to the to the barbers of Grange Corman as we do. Little little shout out to them. Shout out and to we were walking. <laughs> the only place in Dublin where you can get a haircut, a plate of chicken wings, and a point. Um, yeah, so we, we were apparently that supports Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on an excursion to uh, the barbers of Grange Corman and to watch. I think it was Arsenal and Aston Villa, was it? Yeah, I feel it like was, it was Arsenal and Aston Villa. It was Arsenal. They won three 0 wasn't it? We, we didn't really, they torn like the last 20 minutes of on, but we contracted, we ended up contracting COVID, and anyways, um, from, from whatever way, so this past week, do you know what, funny enough, right? I'll go back to the Sunday, because um, obviously chronological order, on the Sunday I went out to the Pavilions, 
pavilions, pavilions, pavilions of sorts to do uh, a bit of shopping. And um, we got breakfast and all. It was a nice little cute, uh, cute morning. Oh. And <laughs> we got back in anyways to the to our house and we stuck on the Barcelona and Real Madrid match and um yeah everything was rosy like I felt grand fresh as a daisy and obviously the United Liverpool match came on and to anyone who's been who listened to last week's episode expecting a harsh monologue of um, us slating Man United just unfortunately never happened because we ha- already had the episode. Uh, recorded so here's the slain of Man United anyways but uh, yeah what a, what a game for Liverpool um, I have to say it was an eerie feeling um, before the match and I kind of wasn't nervous about it and I don't know whether it was because I was ill and I didn't really get to like think about the game or whatever but I wasn't too nervous about the game anyways so when um, when it rolled down it came on I was kind of calm in a way and like you take everything in perspective United are brutal we're just we were we've been really really good. Obviously, the draw Brighton aside, we've been really good. And um, so yeah, it was it was an eerie confidence going into the game. And when the game kicked off, it was like United were just. It felt like United were at six or seven for the whole game, and it proved to be in the end because look at five 0 is the joke really. <laughs> Should they yeah. shouldn't be losing. They shouldn't be losing that game five nil. Um, Mohamed Salah again just. Immense throughout the game. Naby Keita was very good. Um, it was just great team performance all, all around. But I think it was compounded by United being so poor. Um, that didn't really help either. But went out on the Sunday night to to meet to me Mars. Actually, funny enough, <laughs> everywhere we we we've, we've just been all the tropes is that weekend. The barbers, spreading COVID everywhere. <laughs> Unannounced myself, and then on the Monday I woke up. And I was feeling rough as a fucking bear's arse. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, I'm just going over from ground to ground to find out Rory saying that uh, he had tested positive for it. So I'm like, fuck. So I got tested and I had it anyways. But I've been okay since. I lost my taste and my smell, which is a massive pain in the arse. On the Friday night, Shells were crowned champions of the fourth division. Missed that. And I have to say, I was quite... I was a bit upset missing it because it would have been a great night. But uh, Of all the weeks they had COVID. Yeah. Ah, no. Do you know what? I'm kind of happy I got it now before we went away because if I got it around Christmas or anything, I'd be proper fuming. Yeah. But yeah, shells went up and anyways, I'm champions. So I'm happy out. Um, I'm on the other side of COVID and anyways, I'm, I'm able to leave the gaff come uh, Wednesday. So I'm happy out. But well done, that's the boring. That's, that's, yeah. That's the boring part of each other's week. See, you've had a much more interest to make than I have. So uh, go on, hit me with a crap. I mean, now you have, you have definitely. <laughs> man, you've been in a different country, man. I've been in my fucking bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, now the subplot going on at home was very scary. Like you was all having COVID. I was, I was sort of distracted with that. And uh, oh yeah, well yeah, we we arrived in Rome, and the airport is so far away from the city itself, like. You literally see the city as you're landing, and you're like, "Ah, we'll be landing now in five minutes." Then it gets to ten minutes. Then it gets to fifteen. It's about fifteen minutes flight away from the fucking city. So we got into the taxi anyway. It took about a good uh, 45, 50 minutes to get into the city itself, which was a bit of a pain in the arse, to be honest. Anyway, we went to Stadio Olimpico on Sunday, and that was like a highlight. 
it was so good. It was the best atmosphere I was ever at. And that wouldn't be hard because it means like three football games in my life. So <laughs> I have written down, I typed these things out straight after the game, literally as the game finished. We're in the curve of Nord, which was the very end of the stadium, right? <laughs> it was about 45 minutes into the game. Tammy Abraham was true on goal on our way end, right? Or in, in the home end, the curve of Nord. He was true on goal. Missed. Yeah. He literally missed the target. Five yards out. I was just like, oh, Tommy, Tommy. If that went in, it would have been just brilliant to witness, but it didn't. And it then, would have been poetic, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> At one stage, right? Mourinho got sent off. Okay. And this was the funniest <laughs> moment of the game because it was a boring nil all. Like the football wasn't great, but the fans were great. The atmosphere was great. Yeah. Mourinho got sent off. I don't know what for. I think he was just acting the bollocks. Was he? I wasn't watching. I didn't see what was happening, but. Um, no, I didn't see enough. He got sent into the stand. So what he does is he walks behind <laughs> the bench, sits in the seats behind the bench, puts his mask on, and continues to shout orders from behind the bench, <laughs> pulling the proper fast one. And you can just see him down there. He's like a little speck away in the distance. And he's just there, like, shouting orders. You can tell it's him. And then the stewards come up, up to him and they're like, fuck off, like, go up to the stand. So you just see him running off to the stand in disgust. And he's having a proper argument with the stewards. Oh, yeah. man. He's box office to watch even in person, like, even from mm. about 200 yards away. And then the best moment of the game came from Aussie Man, okay? So yeah. Aussie Man scored a disallowed Aussie goal. The Napoli fans were in the stand beside us and they started going mental. And then all of a sudden, the, re- the ref just blows up, disallows the goal. Then you just see the Roma fans, just they all stand up, start fucking giving abuse, giving it to fucking hand gestures, middle <laughs> fingers, just sit down, sit down gesture. And I started sticking up the middle fingers at the Napoli fans as well. I was getting proper into it. And uh, look, you didn't get crazy. shanked after the game, and I Luckily, he didn't get shanked. So it was just different in that way because it was what 30 quid a ticket. And like last month, you had Ireland Qatar, 40 quid a ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's like very that's funny. A now. Proper Serie A game, and I'm paying less for that than I am Ireland versus Qatar. Yeah. I sh- sure, even the tickets we got to go for a fine art is quite cheap as well. Like so, the football in the continent is just cheaper. You know what I mean? It's just it's more affordable. It's just the way it is. You know, and a more authentic fan experience, I suppose. But I fucking yeah, love Daddy. But uh, yeah, I love the Coliseum. And then Tuscany was my favorite part of the trip. Apart from oh well, Rome, okay. I love Tuscany. I recommend going to Tuscany more than I do Rome. That's how good it was. Yeah. A lovely scenery. It's very unique. The vineyards, the colours, the aesthetics, mm. they're gorgeous. And all the towns are on, on top of mountains, top of hilltops. Yeah. And nice. just you don't really see that often. So I, I loved it. Um, and yeah, that was the trip. It was brilliant. Brilliant trip. Happy days on the We were all in the group chat saying, geez, we're fucking dying here. And I think, <laughs> I think I think it was when Senna was doing an antigen test. We were on call in the chat, and you just joined the call. And you were, <laughs> I think you were, I think you were in Tuscany. <laughs> and, you, and you were like, <laughs> you were like, well, lads, what's the story? And Senna was like, oh, you were a fuck off, were you? <laughs> Anyways, um, I suppose we'll jump into the 
main talking point first before the Leicester Arsenal game. Conte. Yeah. The return of Nuno the return has been Nuno's been sacked. Mm. What do you think? Um, I think the people running Spurs are absolute charlatans. They're giving they're giving Conte what he wants now instead of giving him what he wanted originally, and having to pay off um, Nuno ten million, I think, all in the process. So this whole process of getting Conte could have just been. Sped along so much if they had just given him what he wanted first of all. So yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a mad one now to be honest. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, I Conte. I actually really like Conte to be honest. I I, I love Jorgen, and after Conte, actually I really like Jose as well. But Conte is definitely up there with one of my favorite managers in general. So um, a league with Antonio and it's it's is a much better league. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with Spurs. I assume would be very little, but it'll be interesting to see nonetheless what he can do. But um, I I think the players have a lot to be responsible for. To be honest, I think there's too many. There's there's, too, there's no kind of structure in the club at the minute in the sense of like there's too many players getting away with too much. Like the only players who seem to actually care at the minute is um Hoybier, Son, and to be fair to Tanganga, whatever about his quality, he at least looks like he cares. From the beginning, Nuno was dealt a horrible hand, in the sense that whatever he was gonna do, it was he was always doomed to fail. You know what I mean? He was, he, they didn't want him there essentially. So, um, he was never gonna get the chance that a Conte would have got, or you know. So I think, yeah, the players have a lot to be responsible for here, but um, you would have to feel for Nuno. But look, at Conte is a much better manager, so it'd be interesting to see if he can get more out of him than uh, Nuno could. Yeah, absolutely. First game, okay. Andy. Leicester versus Arsenal. The half First kickoff. game. You're in your COVID-ridden bed watching this, I'd say. What the fuck has come over Arsenal? That's what I was thinking. What is the story with Arsenal? They're after this this run of form they're on is, is unbelievable. Now. I say it's unbelievable. I did say at the start of the season that they would... I don't know where I said they'd finish, but it was definitely, I think, fifth I said they'd finish. Um, and after those four straight games against Brentford, Chelsea and City are kind of like this Arsenal side hasn't got a hope but man they were really really good against Leicester I have to say um, it was Saka's 100th game for Arsenal as well and 100 appearance for Arsenal and he, he assisted the first goal by Gabriel it was, it was a lovely cross in from a corner and yeah it was a good, good goal and then Smith Rowe by the way what a player he um, his dribbling his passing it's finishing as well. He's got a good goal against Villa as well, I remember. Um, the week previous, he was very good. Um, Leicester, really, really poor defensively, though. Like, I mean, it was kind of frightening how bad they were defensively. I couldn't I couldn't quite believe it for for a team, like a, a Rodgers team. He usually sets, sets the team out perfectly, and they were just so poor. Um, and going forward as well, they didn't really offer, offer a lot. But what they did offer, Ramsdale just, I'd yeah. say Ramsdale was man of the match. And when he went to Arsenal, we gave him a bit of stick and he's been he's been great. Like, you know what I mean? Credit to him. Um, he had the save of the season as well against, I think it was a Madison free kick. I don't know what he yeah, was that saying. Was that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was immense. Like, it was so good that Peter Schmeichel tweeted, it's the best save in years. And I was, when I said that tweet, I went, Peter, 
your fucking son's on the pitch, mate. Yeah. What are you on about, like? You know what I mean? Talk about being harsh. No, it was a great save by Ramsdale, to be fair. They're unbeaten, and I think they're unbeaten in five. Yeah. And they got a draw against Palace and against Brighton. But yeah, they've been great, man. They've been unbelievable, to be fair to you. Um, I, I don't know, though. I'm still not convinced by their performances. I understand Ramsdale had a blinder there, bailed them out of trouble. I think if you're Arsenal now, the next step would be to be dominating games, getting that 60-70% possession, the convincing performances that the likes of City, Chelsea, Liverpool get. I know they're not City, Chelsea, Liverpool, but um, that would be what they should be striving for now. And I understand counter-attacking style can can work because we've seen with Leicester in the past they won the league and all that. But good start anyway, good run of form. And I think they're level on points with United. So yeah, and to be fair to Ars, to be fair to Arsenal, I just want to say real quick, just something you said there about dominating the game. It, it, it's a strange way. It's a strange way to put it, but they did kind of dominate this game. They dominated with dominating the ball, like. Leicester got a, got the odd chance, and I know Ramsdale made a good few saves, but it, it, they never felt like I just never felt like they were going to concede. Yeah. You know what I mean? It felt, it felt like it felt like they were in control for the whole game, to be honest. And the goals were good. I do agree, though. Like it has to get to a stage where you know maybe you have to control the game from the out, from the off, or whatever. But does this kind of thought and Roy Keane talked about it yesterday before the United match? or the day before for the United match, just because you're a bigger team, you don't have to control the game. You know yeah. what I mean? And I thought that was very interesting. Like, like the way United will play from here on in will be the counter-attacking style. And if it works for a team, you know what I mean? It works for a team. There's, there's different ways of of being on the front foot, you know? And I just think Arsenal, very impressive. Very, very impressed with them. And uh, yeah, great, great win for them. And we'll move on now. Some cracking 3 p.m. kickoffs. I think I'm going to yeah, start with uh, Liverpool, Brighton, Adzi. Yeah, no bother. Um, I remember uh, being in town for this game on Saturday. Uh, 3 p.m. kickoff. I couldn't watch any football. The only football I could watch was Liverpool, Brighton. And instead, I joined the protest to save the cobblestone. Which was <laughs> anyway, tell me about the game. What happened? Um, yeah, cracking game of football. Two all. In the end, and yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a game that. I, I, do you know what? Actually, I think maybe Liverpool underestimated Brighton a bit. Klopp did speak during the week about how he, he wouldn't do that, and he's a big fan of Potter Ball, which I think a lot of people are. Um, did he say it like that? Did he call him? <laughs> he did. He didn't. He didn't call him Potter Ball. I, I, I kind of wish he did, but uh, the Liverpool players are quite tired actually. Like, um, there's there's only three fit midfielders now, which is which is funny because we had no fit defenders last season. So it's like every year it's just a different position. But um, yeah, they kind of looked really tired. And um, Brighton were very dangerous from the offset. Like like the Silva hit the post early on. Um, they had another chance saved about three minutes in. Like they were, Brighton were, off, were on the ball from the beginning. Um, I'll get on to the goals really quick. we seen a goal like this early on season against Borley. Um I think it was, jeez, I think it was Mane that scored it. But it was a ball from Van Dijk out to Salah, and Salah just took on uh, Kurochella, who's was a good little player as well, I'd say. He was very, very impressive the weekend. Just took him on and into Henderson. It was a lovely finish by Henderson. But the way Salah attacked Kurochella, I'm probably butchering his name, um, the way he attacked him, 
like he was so he was petrified of Salah. You know what I mean? It was it, it just shows the level that Salah's at now. Like the defenders standing off when he's not know what to do. But great pass by Salah, lovely finish by Henderson. And then like we Liverpool, I say we yeah we we were in control then for for a while and Chamberlain actually played very well. He he got the cross for Mane's header. It was a good header, very well taken. It was a great cross actually as well. And here's kind of where the turning point happened. So there was a there was a moment where Brian were playing around the back for about geez, it felt like about five minutes. It was probably about forty seconds. And, and anyways, we just kept pressing. Them. And when it came back to Sanchez, and Mane slid in. As Sanchez is clearing it, hits Mane's leg and ricochets off his arm and into the goal. The goal was given initially, and then with VAR, it was it was ruled out, but it was like it, it, it should have been ruled out, like it was a handball. Yeah. But it was as if in this minute here, when that happened with Mane, Brighton's switch just clicked. And bear in mind, they were dangerous up to, up up till then as well. They did look dangerous, but after that, they just became a different team. And instead of it being three 0 at halftime, it was two one at halftime. You know what I mean? So that's where the game kind of hinged. Brighton were able to get in. I into thought it. it was extremely telling as well how ballsy that's that Sanchez thing was. Like they're playing yeah. out from the back. He's he has the ball. He's trying to play a pass down the middle. Yeah. Like this is Brighton. Part is a he's he's a great manager. Like you know what I mean? I think there will be a big job in his future. I would whichever club I don't know. But like we've seen Rogers say he's waiting now for the Man City job. Look if if I'm Man City. Live an option between Thor and Rogers. Yeah. I'm picking Grand Parry, you know. But the Mbappé goal, anyways. Oh, what a goal <laughs> for me! Like yeah. this, this, this was to make it two one, and it was a bit like Yuri Taylorman's goal against United the other week. And there was a tinge of Taylorman's goal where we kind of went, "Oh no, he didn't mean that it was a cross." Mbappé meant every fucking inch of this shot, man. It was a cracking goal. Um, he couldn't have. He genuinely couldn't have hit it better. Just right under the crossbar, lovely finish, and <laughs> a fair a fair play to Trossard because he absolutely sent <laughs> he absolutely sent Robertson back to Glasgow, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> bit, bit, bit of play by Trossard, your man. Trossard, um, very he's very very good, very very good all game. And then I have to say, we we caught we caught Trossard out towards the end of the game with. The high line, and this was a case of not catching out. Was Robertson was dropped back all the way, and he just left in no man's land. You know what I mean? He kept everyone on side, and as soon as Trossard gets that ball, Jinx a pass him into the goal, and it was yeah. so simple for him. You know, Lamptey, Lamptey was brilliant for that piece of play as well. He almost made it goal straight away. Yeah, when he came on. Lamptey was great when he came on. If you're a Liverpool fan, you're probably frustrated because look at when I went to two two, we didn't create one chance to make a three two. It was all Brighton. Like Brighton could have easily won that game. Um, they were fully deserving of it. It is two points dropped because we were two 0 up. It could have been three 0 It could have been three one. And uh, yeah, Graham Park, very well managed game from him. And yeah, he, he's going to be. I have a I actually have a written here. He'd be at the level of Klopp and Guardiola one day. I know I fully believe that. Cracking, cracking result for Brighton. He'll just continue on with a great season. Adzi. Yeah, a bit, bit of a bit of a stumble from Liverpool. Adzi. What? Your rivals are now more Brighton. <laughs> that, that's the Arsenal. The Arsenal. That poor fellow is depressed and all. <laughs> Adi, Palace versus Man City. A shock. I'd say the shock of the weekend. 2 0 to Patrick Palace away at the Etihad. Yeah. What are your thoughts? 
look at another great game from Palace. Palace have been very, very impressive. You know, the result away to Arsenal, to all the three 0 win against Spurs, this win, this win against City, all unbelievable. You know what I mean? I think um, we seen we seen here actually, funnily enough, for the first Palace goal, which was scored by Zaha. Um, was it scored by Zaha? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was Corbisa. Yeah, sorry. It was Laporte's um, mistake. You know, Laporte had an awful game. It was his mistake that led to Gallagher's pass and Zaha scored. Gallagher, by the way, show for early show, I'd say him and Salah have been probably the two most impressive players in the league this season. Yeah. Very, I mean, very impressive. Gallagher's press is very impressive. The way he yeah. just like, sort of hounds the opponent is something that I didn't think he was capable of at Chelsea. Um, like I mean, if if Chelsea were to keep a hold of Gallagher and uh, Gilmore, like you, you could really be onto something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Gallagher was great, and it was Laporte who got sent off for giving Wilfred Zaha a German suplex. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like Bernardo Silva smashed up Zaha as well soon after. It was, it was all it was all popping off. Like they were triggered by his individual brilliance. That's what it was. Yeah, something that annoyed me after the game, and I was I seen that match of the day was. Pep wasn't willing to give Palace praise. Like uh, he wasn't willing to give Vieira praise. Like fair is fair. Palace played them off the park. Yeah. You know what I mean? Palace were great. It was a great defensive performance. They you know what I mean? When they scored, obviously they're gonna sit back with eleven men. They have more men than you, so why would they go? They, there's no need for them to go on the attack. The onus was on City to attack. Palace had the game the way they wanted the game to go. You know what I mean? The game just panned out the way Vieira wanted it to go. And they just beat them deservedly. He no, just no. the ref as well, or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's you just uh, you need to give the opponent credit as well. Like Vieira is a young manager, you know what I mean? A young manager who everyone thought was going to be absolute dog, and he's been great. You know what I mean? He, he got beaten by the better team on the day, and yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. What Pep said afterwards, and then blaming the ref as well. It's just it's kind of unfair in Palace, you know. But yeah, look at great win for Palace. Newcastle versus Chelsea. Newcastle at home in St. James's Park. I say St. James's Park. Sorry, Reese James. Park. <laughs> um, two goals for Reese James. And I think the first goal he scored was contender for goal of the week. Takes it on his left. Pummels yeah, the thing actually. into the top left corner. Oh my God. Adzi, I didn't see this live. And I was crying after I seen the highlights. I didn't see it live. I, w- I would have been so happy. Reese James, another great strike, right foot strike, another great goal. You know, he, he really is looking like a special talent. If he stays fit now, we look and see him week in, week out on the right wing back position. Because um, I think he's more suited to the centre back role at this stage in his career. Um, I prefer Aspie on the in the right centre back rather than right wing back. I think Reese James offers a lot more on that side, um, especially with that being a more attacking position. Um, I, I prefer Aspie in that centre back. So if Reese James stays fit, he could be looking at double figures for goals this season. I think. I think that's realistic. Polished off by a Jorginho penalty, understated. I'd say doesn't miss many of them. That is it. That is a good game. A three 0 win mm. and top of the league by three. Adzi, really good result. James was great. When he's lost Werner and Lukaku, it was, it was good that the fixtures was kind of wasn't too strenuous against us. You know what I mean? I think the, the games against Norwich, and Newcastle have been very kind, and he's lucky. He's he's have to be who's in front. He's forced the ball. You know what I mean? And that's always crucial. 
and he's beaten Norwich well and he's he's beaten Newcastle well as well. So okay, I'd be very happy if I'm a Chelsea fan at the minute. Burnley versus Brentford, Adzi. This was <laughs> I love this game. I was watching the highlights. <laughs> I love there. it. I love this game. <laughs> I was watching the highlights there before we hopped on. It was a rare Sean Deutsch masterclass. That's, that's that was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Brilliant. Chris Woody, what a hit for the first goal. Just on the volley, impeccable finish. All the goals are quite good, actually, in this game. Yeah, I was thinking, there's two shouts for goal of the week in this game alone. Uncharacteristic, the performance from Brentford, though. They might be suffering from a bit of fatigue, because they are. I don't think they're rotating the 11 much. Yeah, they had the they had the cup game as well during the week, so, yeah. you know, it, it was a bit of a tough, be um, tough on them, you know. And going to turf more away is not what you want to be doing after that. Um, Corne, majestic goal. Scores inside on his right and whacks it into the top corner. What a goal. What a goal. And then I have here written down Samo Guedes. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a Brentford player. It's a very hard name to pronounce, actually. <laughs> it's like Hodes or something. He comes on. They're training him down. He comes on and he just scores a bicycle kick. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> fair enough, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was very... It was a crack goal, to be fair to him. Yeah, like... I mean, I, I was looking at match of the day and uh, kind of fall asleep looking at it. And um, I seen that guy, I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Cracking goal from them. But yeah, they, they missed him when I thought this week. But there's a lot of contenders here for goal of the week. I think the corner and the Godez, Godez goal was something special. Um, yeah. Watford versus Southampton very quickly. I thought the Southampton goal, Trey Adams with goal. Another contender for goal of the week. It was Ronaldinho-esque. That is actually my goal of the week. I have that written down. It's absolutely screaming to be fair to him. Man United versus Spurs. Another fantastic game, Adzi. Mm, we were FaceTime when this game was on. <laughs> and, um, romantic Zoom day. Yeah, we hadn't, we hadn't talked to each other. It was, it was like a little catch-up, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, look at Come here. We, we said it. We said it when we were on the Zoom. It was like... Um, this was El Sacco. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whoever was losing this was getting sacked. And uh, like United United won, but I still feel United lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> they won the game, but by winning that, what cost? You know what I mean? I think fair play to Ali. <laughs> he heard the rumours about getting Conte and said, you know what? Uh, if you want Conte, I will give you Conte. And just change the formation. And look at to be fair to them. United were very good. United, United, they were so compact. They were actually, it looked like they were drilled. It looked like they were being managed. Yeah. Um, instead of just go out there and vibe, it was <laughs> go out there and play. Yeah, they were very good. The goal by Ronaldo, a filthy finish. Great ball by Bruno. That's another contender. Yeah, that, to be fair, that was a great goal. He had another goal ruled out as well, and it was an absolute screamer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, I was going to go, see, no, I wouldn't be doing that. But um, yeah, it was another great goal. As he's a then, closet Ronaldo fan. No, jeez, I'm definitely not. Um, <laughs> Shout out Philly. Then, <laughs> yeah, Philly. I, I text them the other week. Getting Philly uh, with it. Nah, nah, getting Philly with it. I text them the other week when we beat them 5 0. And I just sent them the eyes emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless him. Um, yeah, and Bergvoin coming off was, was hilarious. He was getting booed. He was booed so much coming off. And I was sitting here laughing, looking at it. And uh, 
yeah, Cavani's goal as well, taking great pass by Ronaldo. And Dyer by name, Dyer by nature, he kept <laughs> everyone onside, like. And he's look. he turns around and looks at the line and he's like, he's offside, he's like, he's fucking not me. Like, you're, you're doing your job wrong. Rashford came out as a lovely goal, good pass by Matic, but it was so simple for, you know, the sports were just so, so bad. But yeah, that was the game that was, anyways, and uh, yeah, we move on to Sunday, will we? Norwich versus, oh, I forgot to say it, the Sunday game. No, I, we're not doing that again. <laughs> Norwich versus Leeds. Da, 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 da. We, do you know what? We got an extra hour in bed on on Saturday night because um, was it the clocks went back? Yeah, the clocks went back or something stupid like that. And uh, I spent that hour watching Leeds and Norwich. And fuck me, man! I'm never gonna do that again. It was. Do you know what? It wasn't a bad game. To be fair, if Leeds hadn't have beaten Norwich, we all would have been giving Leeds death. Like we would have given them an awful time in this podcast if they hadn't have beaten them. So thankfully they did. Um, and only plays Norwich now just has to be Norwich Norwich are I would even say they're worse than Derby when Derby had that awful awful season to be fair like you look at Leeds' 11 Rodrigo Rafinha uh, Phillips this is this is a team performing well on their part at the minute you know what I mean the win against Norwich is great but everyone beats Norwich yeah they have they have to continue this form now they have to get a bit of form going look I'd, I'd love Leeds to do well this season I like the team but there's a part of me that wants them to go down so Liverpool by Rafinha. It wouldn't be talking about Norwich without us slating. Daniel Farker. Daniel <laughs> Farker. <laughs> i seen someone, a Norwich fan, say that the game was crucial because if they won, it gives them hope. And if they lose, they're relegated. Look, as we sit here at 10 past 10, Monday evening, November 4th, 2021, Norwich are relegated. That's their <laughs> fans saying that like... Like, come on, man. Fucking hell. It's disgraceful. Like, and to be honest, just get rid of Norwich altogether and just relegate them and liquidate them. I don't care. <laughs> disgraceful. They're brutal, man. They're terrible. Norwich are starting with Grant Hanley, Amabama Deli, and Ozan Quebec at the back. That is awful. That is dreadful. Like, and I love, I, I think Amabama Deli is very good. I do rate him. But Quebec, he couldn't cut out Liverpool. And Grant Hanley, I think, just be passing now at this stage. So yeah, look at Norwich to go down. I mean, I think that's a safe bet. Sparkling, we keep men just so Norwich go down. <laughs> it's like they could get someone like they could get someone like Big Sam and stay up. Like we don't oh. want that at all. What's the last thing we want? Big Samantha coming back to terrorize. <laughs> Big Sam and Daly, I'd say they'd have a nice glass of wine together. <laughs> glass of red. A point of red wine for Big Sam. A point of red wine. <laughs> he no, point. He does, he does drink points of red wine, seemingly. Oh, stop. We'll get on to the last game. This game is, this, talking about this game is depressing me. I love it. And I'm sitting here with COVID, like, you know what I mean? I'm talking so, about Norwich is making me feel worse. I'm purposely dragging out the Norwich game. Villa <laughs> versus the Hammers, Adzi. My, my first thought on this is. Do you want some rice on bread? What a goal from Declan Rice to make a 2-1. Um, <laughs> was that your first thought? Is fucking Tony Cantwell. Because, because Declan, Declan Rice scored a goal. It was first time. Rice. <laughs> I just thought of that. But, uh, oh, yeah, great goals from 
the, the likes of Declan Rice. I thought, look, West Ham look the real deal this season. Yeah. 4-1. Obviously a red card for Conza changed things towards the middle of the first half. Conza, 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 Conza. <laughs> I know that's not the song, but I thought I'd get that in. Sorry. <laughs> By the way, right, just as we're talking about this, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is on MNF with Carragher. And oh, yeah, I've seen that. He's looking very slick now, to be fair. It's a nice suit he has on. Big Do you want me to, you want me to describe the suit? Yeah, go on. He's wearing like a cream short with a brown tie. Bit of a bold statement. And he has like what seems to me like a checkered kind of... Was that checkered? Mm, how else would you describe it? Anyways, I'm going to say checkered, but it's not really. Um, like a, a, a grey... Oh, it's a full two. Fair play to not just a blazer. Like a grey, yellow, and looks like to me like a black and a bit of red. It's a fucking beautiful suit now, to be fair to Sorry, continue on with the top four. <laughs> I'll read this backwards, yeah? So yeah. fourth, West Ham, 20 points, three ahead of United, and third is City on 20 points. So West Ham are level on points with City. Yeah. Second, Liverpool on 22, and Chelsea on 25. That's 10 mm. games in. We're more than now a fourth into the season at the moment. So it's getting, it's about to get Tasty baby. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. God of the week, Adzi. God of the week, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is my God of the week. No, Jesus. my best. <laughs> Did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, I caught myself out there because I was like, who am I going to put in? Uh, right. Who will I go for? You know what? I'll give it to Ollie. Ollie's at the wheel, man. Wow. Are you actually giving God of the Week to Ollie? Uh, yeah, sure. No, who cares? Like, uh, he's, he's, he's here to stay. Like, you know the way that's... The longer he's here, the more happier we are. So, um, keep Ollie at the wheel, man. God of the Week for me goes to Mr. Aaron Ramsdale for saves. What Fuck, man. I was going to put Reese James in, but I thought you were going to put him in. All <laughs> of the Week, I think. Um, In Wepu. Great call. Great hit. And, uh, yeah, couldn't have hit a better. I'm going to give mine to Reese James on the left. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Good show. Um, that's as bad for. We move on. Sorry, did, did somebody say we forgot something? Was uh, did someone say that? Uh, what did we forget? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We did forget something. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Nuno Espirito Santos. Ciao. Ciao, Nuno. Nuno, that's Italian, is it? Oh, I don't know what language to speak. Anyways, goodbye, Nuno. Thank you for your service. And we didn't know who to put in. So, Nuno, you're in, baby. <laughs> to be fair, Nuno... I've watched all the games and I was like, Nuno deserves it. <laughs> God bless him at the job center. Oh, he's fucked now. <laughs> Moving on now to our Hall of Fame segment, the acclaimed OnlyFans football. 
Podcast Hall of Fame. And just before we get into our inductees this week, or nominees even, we have an honorary member inducted from last week. So basically, Cran being away in Italy, I was watching the Liverpool Preston match, and um, this is when I got the text about being positive for COVID. So I was actually proper depressed on Origi scored. Origi, Divock Origi, scored a scorpion kick, a beautiful goal, a beautiful man. And yeah, so he is an honorary inductee of the Only Fans Football Podcast Hall of Fame of last week because we didn't induct anyone. Moving on to this week's inductions, Cran, I'm sure you have something from Italy to induct. So I let do. Me know. I have something beautiful that happened. So essentially, I was, um, it was our last night in Rome, the Wednesday, right? We went to this little spot and we came from the Travestere, as they call it in Rome. It's a little nightlife spot, similar to Temple Bar. We we walked back to around our hotel to this little spot called the Bulldog of Italy, of Rome. Lovely cocktails, lovely beer. I had a Ooh. few ignuses, and the Roma Cagliari match was on the telly, and Roma were one nil down to Cagliari. Now here's where the madness unfolds. Right, it's about sixty minutes in. There's this crowd of Roma fans around us and all of a sudden they score okay a, b- a good header it's one all I think it was centre back who scored it and in the 77th minute Lorenzo Pellegrini scored an absolute corker of a free kick right foot even corker top right top <laughs> bins baby and Mourinho went on a mad one in the stands <laughs> The subplot continued. We see Mourinho in the stands and we're like, ah, there's Mourinho. He's back in the stands after his endeavour. <laughs> and it was just like, it was a nice little subplot ended to finish the trip. 2-1 win for Roma. And the, you should have seen the scenes, man, when that guy went in the bar. Passion. The passion of the people. You know, they're absolute scream the house down. Like they won the World Cup beating Cagliari. You know? Scenes on those. Your Hall of Fame entry. My Hall of Fame entry is we're having COVID. Um, thankfully, I haven't been too bad. I've been too sick. You, you flexed it so many times on the podcast, have you? Yeah. Oh, look at me. I have COVID. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, thankfully, I haven't been too bad with it. Um, but one of the things that struck me which was one of the things, one of the only things that I didn't want to fucking happen was to lose my taste and smell. Oh. So for the majority of last week, up till I think Friday, I had no taste or smell and it was genuinely awful. It was so bad. It's it, I, like, I mean, you don't realise how much you miss something until it's gone. And do you know the way when people say, like, if you lose the sense, another one heightens? Well, I... I when I lost the sense of smell and taste, it felt like I got deaf and I got, I got blind on the same process. It was a crazy experience. But anyways, what I'm putting into the Hall of Fame this week is from Vincenzo's Woodfire Pizza of Fingless. Um, I'm putting their hot chick fries into the Hall of Fame this week because um, it was the first thing that I could taste and smell in a week. For anyone who doesn't know, it's crispy chicken goujons smothered in Vincenzo's hot sauce and jalapenos, tossed with skin on chips. So that was mm. the first thing I could taste in a week, and it was fucking delicious. There's only a few things that could have cured that, though. 
Vincenzo skill and fries, and also a potato wedge could have cured that as well. <laughs> From the diamond. I won't yeah. see the diamond now until next March, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, so we have Vincenzo's hot chick buffalo fries against Lorenzo Pellegrini's free kick for Rome. Wow, what a Hall of Fame. You are my treasure. Yeah, you, 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 you are treasure. This week's your treasure is... Slatan Ibrahimovic's goal, his 400 domestic goal, which I think is an unbelievable feat. He's 40 years of age. The kit that AC Milan were wearing, a lovely cream AC Milan kit. Oh, oh. It was lovely, wasn't it, to be honest? Um, so, yeah, I'm going, do you know what? Fuck, fuck Ibrahimovic. I'm going with AC Milan's lovely away kit. Oh. That's my Euro treasure. <laughs> that was the biggest twist. I've ever seen, to be honest. <laughs> My Euro treasure this week, Ed. Yeah. It's a 4-2 win for Milan against Bologna. Oh, when you were in Rome? Yeah, about eight or nine days yeah. ago. But I was watching this thing. I think I sent you a few videos from it. It was like some sort of Gillette soccer Saturday in Italian. Yeah, oh, it looked great. <laughs> it was astonishing. There was like this Bologna fan on the telly, right? And he was dressed as Robin Hood. And every time Bologna, like, I think they scored twice in the game, but he went fucking mental because they equalised. And he started shooting bow and arrows. Milan ended up winning the game 4-2. That's my Europe treasure. To be fair, I was absolutely howling at that video you sent me. Like, <laughs> that'd be great crack if it was on. It was on Sky. Poor, <laughs> old, Jeff, poor old Jeff is leaving as well, seemingly. So, um, I hope Jeff Stelling is all right. I don't know. <laughs> I reckon it's because his mates left, is it? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that definitely played a part. Like you have the likes of Tim Sherwood on it now, who hasn't got a Scooby Doo like Scooby Doo. Um, Scooby Doo. I don't know if you've ever seen that video actually of Tim Sherwood. <laughs> it's when Spurs play Liverpool, and it's on like a Gillette soccer Saturday kind of thing. Where, but you can actually the matches in picture as well. And Liverpool, it was in December. It was only beat Spurs two one, and it was like I can't see a Liverpool player winning ahead of here. And your man just goes, ball in by Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, <laughs> and Sherwood literally goes, he goes, no, nah, Liverpool won't win that. Firmino scores from it. <laughs> and he just, he, he literally goes, I don't see anyone, anyone from Liverpool winning this header, except for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. So that's why oh, Jeff so. left. Yeah. <laughs> yes, moving on to Euro Trash. My Euro Trash this week is... Alex Firmino's goalkeeping for Real Sociedad, preventing Real Sociedad going three points clear top of the league of La Liga. So I'm going to paint the scene for you here, Cran. Real Sociedad at home to Athletic Bilbao. It's the 92nd minute of the game. A free kick to Athletic Bilbao. Munioyan shoots. Romino punches the ball for some reason and just goes into the net. <laughs> right? When the free kick was taken, I was looking at it, I was like, right, he's just got to catch this or he's just got to punch it, like palm it away. He looked to have it, he looked to have it covered, but he clearly didn't. It was like, the, the commentator starts laughing at all, like the commentator's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so Ciudad are staying top of the league at 25 points. 25 points. Um, one game more played ahead of Real, but it could have been three points clear, so Euro trash this week goes to Alex Romino's goalkeeper. Shocking. My Euro trash 
goes to Bayern Munich losing 5 0 to Munchen Gladbach in the DFB Cup midweek. They started 11 and they just lost 5 0 to Munchen Gladbach, who are I think yeah. 13 or 14 in Bundesliga, which is pretty shocking now, to be fair. Um, yeah. And that, that's my Euro trash. It's as simple as that, you know. Yeah. I was lied for Bayern. Lied to him, it was 5 0. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're insufferable cunts, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're horrible, we're horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I hate to say We just spent the majority of it slagging Norwich. That's it, like, we spent the majority of this podcast slagging Norwich, uh, talking up Liverpool and Chelsea, and slagging Premier League football managers and players... <laughs> You are far more talented than us. <laughs> the last segment of the show, our quick fire Champions League predictions. I do like this. Get it out. It's very cheeky. Currently, the score on this is 12 all. 12 each after Ooh. the first three rounds of fixtures. Man City versus Club Bruges in Group A on Wednesday. Ads. What do we think? Oh, Man City. City, surely. City yeah. I'm going to City. Leipzig, Paris. Oh, um, I'd still fancy PSG. Yeah, I think I I, I like the form and cuckoo's in. Um, yeah, he's been un, he's been unreal. He started out with PSG as well, I think. I'm gonna go for cheeky draw, I think, because it was three two the last game. Why not? Very um, cheeky. Group B, Milan against Porto. Oh, um, Milan. Are they a home or away? Um. There, Milan are at home. Ah, ah, I'll go with a draw. I'm gonna go with a Milan win. I think they win the home, like, yeah, um, could do. Liverpool, Atletico, Liverpool at home, Lamfield. Hmm, it's another tough one. If Liverpool play any way similar to the way they played on Saturday, they could be in trouble. But, um, they look to have qualified at this point, though, for this last 16. Yeah, like, to be fair, I don't want to jump into it too much, but like. Liverpool started the season actually quite good, like 10 games in the Premier League, undefeated. You know what I mean? We're top of this group, so-called group of death. We're in the quarter-final of the Cup. Like, it couldn't have gone better in a way. But um, yeah, I'll go I'll go with Liverpool win. I know you should fuck it. Yeah, I'll go with a draw. Borussia Dortmund against Ajax. Dortmund at home. Ajax are in great form. I'm going for Ajax. 4-0 Ajax won in Amsterdam. The crowd was um, was immense. I've seen videos of, of the crowd and you can bet your arse that Dortmund will be the same. So we've expressed our love for Sebastian Heller in this podcast something times. So I have to stick with Ajax, don't I? Um, sporting against Besiktas. <sighs> the dead rubber of a game. I'm mm. going to go for... I went Sporting last time, didn't fail me. And they're home this time. I'm going Sporting. Besiktas are awful. Yeah, I'll go with Sporting as well. Um, group D adds Real Madrid track there this group hotting up Sheriff still top of the league holding on with Real Madrid Inter now on four points two behind the two of them um, Real Madrid track there I'm going to go with a Real Madrid win they're at home yeah Real Madrid absolutely thumped track away as well I think um, Vin- Vinicius starting to come into form yeah I'll go, I'll go Real as well I think it's a safe bet Sheriff against Inter Sheriff at home Bit of a fortress. I think they have two games at home in these last three get fixtures. 
Mm. Um, I'm going to go over a cheeky draw here, I think. Um, I'll go with Sheriff. Group E, Adzi. This is the Tuesday. Bayern Munich, Benfica. Bayern at home. I'll go Bayern Munich. Yeah, I'll go Bayern as well. I think some of these games can be fairly easy to predict. I say that. Clearly they aren't because we're both terrible at them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go Bayern. Dinamo against Barcelona. Dinamo at home. I'm going to go with a draw there. I don't think Barca are in any great shapes. Um, I'll go Barcelona just to be contrary. Barcelona have been great. and I don't know what he's saying about Aguero, actually. He's, he has a heart condition now, seemingly. So he's... Cardiac, yeah. He, yeah, he nearly... I, I don't know what happened to him in the weekend, but he just stopped playing and they had a look at him and it turns out he has a heart condition. Good luck to him anyways, because look, at that's not fucking good news at all, so... Hopefully he's all right, but I reckon Barcelona will take this game. Group F, Atlanta against United. Oh, Atlanta all day. Yeah, go on, Atlanta. Go on. In Bergamo. Go on. In fairness now, Liverpool played Atlanta last year and beat them 5-0. So it might be a fortress, but there's no one there, so it could be a different story altogether. Villarreal, young boys. I'll go young boys. <laughs> You're going young boys. After you went Villarreal and Villarreal beat them four one away. Oh, did they? Yeah. I'll go Villarreal. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for a drive. Wolfsburg. Oh, yeah, I'll go Villarreal. Group G. Absolutely. Oh, the group of death. I fucking hate Group G. When is this ending? Salzburg at top. <laughs> are oh. Salzburg top? Are they? Yeah, they're seven points and then yeah, close to them are three. I think your man is at Adiemi plays for them. He's very good. I haven't a clue. I'm having a brief. Yeah. I'll go I'll go Salzburg anyways. Yeah. Salzburg will win. Away at Wolfsburg. Um Sevilla against Lille. I'm gonna go Sevilla. How did Wolfsburg get into the fucking Champions League? Oh man. Who did they pay off for that? <laughs> um what's the next games? <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> Oh, the Germans hate us, I tell you. <laughs> it was a Sevilla and who? Lil. I'm going to go Sevilla. I'll go with Lil. Just because I was looking at the office and uh, Michael Scott's ringtone is Mambo number five. So a little bit of Monica. <laughs> My lad. Um, so I'll go with Lil. As you no can idea. tell, anyone, anyone who's listened to this, it's 20 to 11 here and um, the amount of audibles me and Cran have had throughout this just laughing at each other because we're talking absolute shit. Um, we're nearly there. I think we're at group, was it? A, B, C, D, group H. 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 There group. we go. Yeah. See. The last group. A half five kickoff between Malmo and Chelsea. Malmo are home. Chelsea are going to dust them, I'd say. Chelsea win that handily enough, I'd say. Juventus then. Juventus are top at with nine points. Ooh. I'll go with well Juventus. Yeah, Juventus. It's hard not to, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and you, it's weird because Juventus lost to Swiss Swallow midweek as well. So mm. doing great. well, you, you pronounce that well. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to Rome once, and that was all the Italian teams. <laughs> Grazie, ciao bello. Grazie, ciao bello. Ciao bello. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's it, Azzy. I've had a lot of fun doing That's this, now, I have to say. Yeah, it's been a good crack. It, it was I, weird I, having a week off. We're kind of raging to be doing it on Zoom again, like, but I mean, I don't want you to get sick, so I mean, 
it's either get sick or you know don't you know what I mean? but, <laughs> yeah. straightforward as that really isn't it yeah literally so I hope you I'm glad, I'm glad we got it done again it's always good crack it's never it's never a chore oh. so yeah that's it if you are new to the podcast please make sure to follow the Instagram follow the socials follow all that stuff there's going to be great stuff coming on there soon enough if you listen to this episode and you've enjoyed it don't hesitate to download it it helps see who's listening all that stuff and uh, yeah I think that's it Adzi episode 13 in the books Jose Mourinho hope we, hope everyone enjoyed and we'll leave it there so we'll leave it there so